Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. Hi, I am Mary Ferguson, back with you this centennial year, hosting old timers and pioneers of the valley on this I Remember program. 6 to 6.30 every Sunday on KDNK, 90.5 FM in Carbondale, 91.3 in Glenwood Springs, and 88.3 in Aspen. Tonight, my guest is Judy Pugh. Judy has been here for some time, and I think perhaps she knows all of the kids in the valley <laughs> working. Well, not only the kids, but the big kids too, because she's <laughs> been working with the Extension Club and all up and down Garfield County. And we decided that Garfield County is a friendly county. Judy, tell us of some of your experiences working in Garfield County and in Carbondale. Well, Mary, it is just a real treat um, to be here. Uh, I'd like to tell the listening audience that when Mary called and asked if I would appear, she wanted to know if I liked to chat a little bit. And as a matter of fact, that sort of asking the man who's been out in the desert for six days whether he would like a drink of water. I love to chat, and I especially like to talk about Cooperative Extension, um, the people who are there, the people of Garfield County and Carbondale, and um, what I do and what the rest of the staff does at Cooperative Extension. Uh, Mary just mentioned about the friendliness of this community. I have been here for six years, and I can't imagine a position or a job that would allow anybody any more access to so many people across the whole county. It has just been wonderful. Cooperative Extension deals um, with agriculture, it deals with the home ec, and it deals with the children through 4-H. And so we just cross all sorts of fences all across the county. And uh, uh, it's a wonderful place to be. And uh, when I came here, I was very new. And uh, I came from uh, suburban Detroit. So western Colorado was really very new to me. And uh, when I started here, being very green, uh, the phone rang about a week after I started this job, and the phone rang, and 
And this woman in this frantic voice said, I need some help. She said, my fireplace has died. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah? Obviously thinking that her fire had died and why did she need us? And I said, your fire died? And she said, no, the fireplace died. And she said, what should I do about this? And I said, mm, well, I'll see what I can find out. And so I went to my boss, Ray Cogburn, who is completing his 33rd year here and is retiring. And I said to Ray, now, Ray, you're not going to believe this, but there's a woman on the telephone who said that her fireplace died. And I don't understand this at all. And Ray, in his very low-keyed, wonderful way, said, well, just tell her to spray it with stale beer. And I said, Ray, come on now. And he said, no, that's the answer. And of course, the reference was to a moss rock fireplace, and that's how you treat that type well, of thing. Me Isn't that interesting? <laughs> because uh, I wouldn't know how a fireplace died, but I could see with the uh, lichen on the rock. That's would right. Die. And it's so that's beautiful. Right. Uh huh. That's right. One of the so, uh, extra pleasures of being here. But I didn't know you sprayed it with beer. That's right. So. Stale beer. That's what Ray says. So, well, he would know. Yes, he would. And I'm sorry that uh, he is retiring, although you can't blame him after 30 years. Yeah. And Judy, fair. I'm very sorry that you are going away. Well, thank you. I'm sorry to be going, too. I, uh, I'm here, in the, here alone now, and the rest of my family is all back in the Michigan area. And um, so I feel it's time for me to return. I, when we came here six years ago, Mary, I, uh, it was just a wrench to leave my home. I had been in one house and for 20 years and one, in one community for over 40. And so you can imagine what it was to come here. But when you talk about the friendliness of this valley, uh, you know, it's just overwhelming. And it's just about as much of a wrench for me to leave now as it was for me to come. And, uh, well, you will be getting a lot of letters from your friends here, well, and I'm sure that you will be welcomed back home. I think so, And I'm too. sure you haven't retired. No, <laughs> I'm going to go from this job, and I hope I get a job uh, that is as satisfying and exciting as this one has been. You know, um, when you talk about going back, my tenure here has not been long, and I'm sure, Mary, that uh, that you remember um, Henrietta Lake. Yes, I do. Uh-huh. I was not fortunate enough to overlap with her. And Mr. Lau before that. Yes, uh-huh, and Vance Lau. Back uh -huh. in the early 30s, a group of ladies here in Carbonell got together and met at the home of Mrs. Burley Miller hmm. and formed the Extension Club. Mm -hmm. And throughout the years, the name has changed, and of course, the personnel of the Extension Club has changed. Some have passed away, some have moved away, mm -hmm. but it's been active, and uh, I think perhaps, I really don't know how many charter members there are left, mm -hmm. but I remember the afternoon when I took my little kids and went to her house, 
<laughs> and, uh, we started the extension club. Mm -hmm. The uh, Newcastle club had been very active. And the one in Glenwood is active. Mm -hmm. So we had to be active too. Well, yes. And, uh, you know, they, the, the uh, extension homemaker clubs across the county uh, are still active. Um, they're not as large as they were uh, back when you're talking about, obviously. Um, but they have remained, and uh, Bonnie Sherman, our home ec agent, works diligently uh, with them. And the extension homemakers clubs, I think, here in our county probably have survived better than in many, many places across the United States. Uh, sort of like 4-H also. The 4-H organization here in Garfield County um, is maintaining its membership. We have upwards of 525 members oh, that's, um, that's great. in the county here. And um, that number has remained oh, somewhat steady over the years. And we are, in all of Colorado, um, Garfield County 4-H is either sixth or seventh largest in the state. And, that's great. Um, it's just so great to um, to be able to work with with 4-H and uh, um, people often think, well, you have to grow larger to be successful. Well, in the face of today's society uh, across the country and in in Colorado, when the uh, population of 4-H is decreasing, we consider ourselves to be very successful just in the sense that we have have remained steady uh, without declining very much. There and is so much good. competition for yes. the adults and the kids that's in right. this day and age that's that right. we didn't have years ago. That's right. When, uh, when your children and my children were young, uh, there just simply weren't as many outlets uh, for kids to have. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the job situation, of course, uh, working women, which you were, which I am, um, and the situation of young people working today also just has a lot to do. It with has changed. The of course, the economy of the country takes two to make a living. That's right. Now, and it has changed. That's right. So, yeah, we expect that change. Yes, that's very true. But. Um, as you say, bigger isn't always best. No, that that is true. But, uh, we do have a good group, mm -hmm. and as you spoke of, Henrietta Lake, Mr. Lau, and of course Ray Cogburn. Tell us something about Ray. <laughs> well, Ray is retiring this year, uh, Mary, and he's been here for 33 years, and I would venture guess that Ray knows more people in this county than anybody else. And it is always amazing to me um, what he can remember about the families and the people and, you know, the families and the children and the grandchildren that he has followed through all these years. Um, it, it's just great. And um, talking about Ray's retirement, 
the uh, extension office is going to have a, a party for Ray, and we're going to uh, have this on December 10th in a lounge at the county courthouse from 4 in the afternoon until 7. And this is um, a public invitation to all of this listening audience. We just really want to have a big party for Ray. And, and goodness gracious, the number of people who have used his expertise over the years for uh, their pests and their weeds and, and their yeah, cattle and, and illnesses and so forth. And their fireplaces, you bet. Um, there are just going to be a lot of people who are going to want to come and say, gosh, Ray, thanks a lot, and we wish you well. And, and as I say, this is a real public invitation for, for everybody to, to come and attend. Um, That's December 10th. Uh-huh. From 4 until 7 in the lounge at the, uh, at the county courthouse. And uh, uh, matter of fact, when I came over to, to do this broadcast with you, I was up to my elbows in, in flour and butter, uh, making those cute little things that we're going to serve, and how if it all oh, turns great. out well. <laughs> but um, uh, it, we do want everybody to turn out. And, and, you know, Ray is such a, Ray is such a people person. Outgoing. Outgoing and concerned, really, truly concerned about um, the people that he serves. And uh, um, when I did the, uh, the county fair book for the fair this year, uh, we dedicated the fair book to Ray. And because it's my job uh, to put this book together, uh, and I do a fair amount of the writing for it, I wrote a... I interviewed Ray, sort of. You know, interviewing Ray sort of takes hours because he goes back sure. on all these tangents of all these stories, you know. And, um, but I pinned him down enough to, to get some things down on paper and went home and I mulled this over for two or three nights and didn't really like a whole lot what he said and what I wrote and I rewrote it a couple times and, and finally came up to what I thought was suitable. And I brought it in and said, Ray, you need to read this to see whether it says enough or what you want to say. And he said, you know, he said, the one thing that we never even talked about when we had our interview was the fact that what I'm most concerned about and have most loved about Garfield County are the people here. And I said, Ray, well, you just go ahead and read this now. And, of course, what I had written basically was his idea of concern for people because it just shines through him. It, he's just that way. And uh, it's just been an absolute rare opportunity to be able to work with him. And I've learned so much, you know. I, uh, coming from urban Detroit, I certainly am not either a farm or ranch person at all. And uh, my husband used to te tease me that when we first came here, uh, he'd get out the flashcards and he'd say, okay, now, Judy, this is a cow. 
this is a horse, and, you know, and we would laugh over that, and eventually I did learn the difference and so forth and so on, but without Ray, it never would have happened, I tell you that, just really, <laughs> he's just a I man. lived on a farm, but I was never really an outdoor helper, uh-huh. and one time I decided I would go out and milk a cow. <laughs> so I went out with a great big milk bucket, and I asked my brother, which cow shall I milk? And he just pointed to a cow. He says, go over there and milk that cow. So I did. She was a friendly cow, and I petted <laughs> That's her. That's good. <laughs> and I milked and milked and milked, and I didn't get a drop of milk. <laughs> so pretty soon I looked up, and my brother was a gritting at me. He says, you'll never be a milkmaid. He says, you don't know a dry cow from a fresh one. <laughs> So I didn't go back to milk anymore. <laughs> that took care of that project, huh? <laughs> although my mother and sister milked all the time. Did they? Uh-huh. And uh, I made the pies and things of that kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that would but, sort of be uh, my activity, too, you know. I, uh, well, I didn't just, uh, know the difference, and I, I just thought, well, I'd heard of cows not giving their milk. Right. Uh, we used to own the property across the railroad track, and my husband had milk cows. Mm-hmm. Man for mom. Aspen used to come down, take the milk to Aspen. Oh, at four o'clock in the morning. Hmm. Yes. And we got some Holsteins from uh, Denver. And if they saw a lady, they would not give their milk. For heaven's sakes. They were used to men around. Uh huh. And my husband used to say, "Don't even poke your head out the door <laughs> when, when those cows come in." Uh-huh. And we had. Uh, a milk barn, and if those there's one cow that had to be first, mm-hmm. she picked out her own stanchion, and if she wasn't first, she would mope just like a spoiled kid uh-huh. and wouldn't give her milk. <laughs> so I thought this old cow that my brother told me to milk was just one that sure wasn't just like that <laughs> kid milking her. <laughs> oh dear! Well, that's not. You know, my cup of tea at all. I uh, One of the things that we've done in the extension office dealing with agriculture, although not milk particularly, um, one of our missions is, is to promote the business of agriculture. And uh, so we worked real hard this year and have had a farmer's market down in Glenwood Springs, and it was there all summer. And um, had anywhere from, oh, four to eight vendors there. And uh, did my Created a lot little. of activity, a yes, lot of interest. That's right. It really did. And, and uh, particularly, uh, well, not just the old timers who have been here for years and years, who can remember back um, when there were stands on, on various yeah. corners and so forth. Of course, I don't know anything about that, but... Uh, uh, you know, they just said, not only economically, but just nostalgia-wise, that it was just great to have this type of activity back in the valley. And um, and I know that um, um, at Podata Days, both last year and this year, that um, there's been a group who has done this also. And uh, that's just, that's real good, you know, for the community to to try to incorporate that type of economic endeavor um, in these times that is not easy in this valley. And it's not easy in lots of places, but um, particularly in this valley. But, um, the extension office is involved in um, 
helping the farmer and the rancher and uh, uh, with economic development. Well, now we have so many people not farming here. Mm-hmm. That's right. There are, uh, we still have our farms and all, but the kids went away to school and mm-hmm. educated themselves away from this community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, mothers mm-hmm. are out working on a job. That's right. And farming isn't farming mm-hmm. as it used to be. That's right. And we end in 4-H... Um, try to prepare young people for a future that is, well, either on the farm board, but also off the farm as far as instilling values and um, um, the ability to take a project and complete it. So often nowadays with, with so many, as we were talking earlier about, so many distractions and so many various things for young people to get into, um, often it's it's very hard to instill in young people the idea of when you start something, you need to complete it. And 4-H tries to do that. Um, one of our mottos is learn by doing. And of course, what we mean by that is you do the project, but in the process of doing the project, you learn a great deal more about completion and responsibility and presentation and and meeting your peers and meeting adults and so forth. And Years it's ago, very satisfying. As a fourth grader, especially in my class, we learned the village blacksmith. <laughs> and if that isn't a lesson in every verse, isn't it though? And uh, isn't it though? I still have youngsters quoting the village blacksmith every now and then. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I and, taught high school English also, and I can't quote that anymore. But it certainly was part of my my learning process also, and um, a lot of value in it as far as. Uh, the uh, extension clubs, well, the, uh, it has changed during the year, during the years. And, of course, going into the county fair. Mm-hmm. Used to be apple pie days. Mm-hmm. That's right. it's the county fair. That's right. And it has blossomed out into mm-hmm. such a wonderful thing. Well, I, I, one of the really true satisfactions and it's all tied up with people i you just you know mary you you can't get away from that and it's just what ray says that that's what the county fair is it is people but one of my own true professional and personal satisfactions has been the fact that i have been an integral part of the county fair and and in the last two or three years handled a great deal of the day-to-day management of the fair and as uh, watched it, using your words, watched it blossom. And, uh, you know, everything goes in cycles, and uh, the fair is no exception. And there have been, and you have seen, a lot of ups and downs um, in the activity um, and the success and the promotion of the fair. And at the present time, we're pretty much on an up with the fair yes, and it's um, on the up. it is and the and the open class um, entries have been 
up, you know, and for the last couple of years, and my goodness gracious, those 4-H'ers sold $106,000 worth of livestock at the Isn't livestock that sale. Amazing. You know, I just can't. It's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, uh, you know, to have the um, the rodeo for the last three years has been the state finals of the um, Colorado State Rodeo Association of the CSRA. And they have just put on just a superb rodeo each year. And uh, so when you combine all these things and, and the entertainments that we've had, and when you combine these things... Um, we really try very, very hard to get some sort of a balance that satisfies all segments of the population, of the county population. And, uh, and you know, when I, when I look, you know, often at the office people will call and um, I'll pick up the phone and without the person at the other end saying anything, they'll ask a question as to some sort of sewing technique. Well, I don't sew at all. I do cook, but I don't sew, you know. And and, um, and so when I look at some of the offerings um, at the fair, as far as the knitting and sewing and the um, and the open class entries. Um, the macrame and the quilting and all these all things. The it's handwork. Just, oh, Goodness, it's just, it. you know, I just, it's just wonderful that the, the abilities that people have and the time that they put in and the pride that has evolved from doing those things and then presenting them for people to look at. And, uh, you know. Everyone has a talent of some kind. That's right. And this is a place where these talents can be brought to the front. That's right. That the is kids exactly can do so many many things. That's right and that is exactly what what the fair is to do. It is to show the abilities and the talents of our local people. Uh, whether it's an 8-year-old or an 80-year-old, you know, we all have one sort or another and uh, and uh, every year we encourage people to come out and and exhibit and and it's a learning process too. Uh, you know, once you bake an apple pie and you line it up against 20 more apple pies sitting there and the judge goes down and, and talks about the flakiness of the crust and the and the taste of the cinnamon, whether there's too little or not enough or whatever, and you sit there and listen to all that, it's such a learning process for people. And, and, and one of the greatest things about extension is when people come back to us and say, well, I just learned so much. You know, it's just wonderful. You would have enjoyed last Tuesday when the senior housing group met at the two churches, made 220 pies. Yes, I would and have enjoyed that. One oh, of the gosh. ladies oh. I was at the end of the, the line, uh-huh. and it was her job to mark the pies because we had, oh, 30, 40 apples and 30, 40... Yeah. cherries uh-huh. and blueberries. Mm-hmm. So she was decorating the tops. And finally we got to calling her Grandma Moses <laughs> because she was doing such a good job marking those pies. Oh, that's wonderful. And it was that's wonderful. Really a, it was a lot of fun. It was uh-huh. a lot of work. 
Oh, heavens, started. 220 pies is, oh, my goodness We gracious. started with the project three years ago. We thought, well, we'll make 50 pies. Mm-hmm. Well, the mm-hmm. 50 grew to 70, and the yeah. 70 grew to 100, and the 100 mm-hmm. to 200. Yeah, here you are. At, uh, and uh, I heard the other day a man said, well, if I'd have known that you were making pies, I would have bought 15, 20 of them. <laughs> so anyway, that... Uh, that's good news for next year. Absolutely, absolutely. Goodness gracious, that's just a just a tremendous outpouring. But the know. fair used to be Apple Pie Day. Yes, uh huh. It did until and it evolved, changed its name. Well, it's grown. It, yes, that was uh-huh. that was Rifles Project. Carbondale was mm-hmm. Potato, Potato Day. Days. Glenwood was Strawberry Day. Uh huh. Silk Hay Days and uh, Newcastle Burning Mountain Fair Burning Mountain. and and. Uh, so uh-huh. salt has the railroad days. Yes. And, uh-huh. You know, one thing that makes me, uh, sometimes I'm really aggravated when uh, too many of the towns have something going on the same day. All at the same time. Uh-huh. But I guess it would take more than 365 days to, <laughs> to get everything to get in. everyone well, a day of their own. Uh, one of the things that I've been interested in also is the fact that that it's interesting that um, as far as the general public is concerned, the people in Rifle know very little about the activities and the people of Carbondale. And you can go through all across the county because their paths don't often cross. And that's just perfectly normal. I mean, my goodness, we are, you know, how many from Parachute to Carbondale we are... 60 to 70 miles apart, and and that's true. But from the Cooperative Extension viewpoint, when we work on a county basis, um, you you know, we cover it all. And we know people in all these communities and and often work as sort of a go-between on projects from one end of the county to the other and make the contacts that need to be made. And... uh, uh, so I, I've often thought that that maybe the central county calendar ought to be based in the extension office up on one huge wall, you know, and we would just put up a huge county calendar, and uh, that's what we need. Yeah, we often I think that we do need that, and, uh, and that's course, a pretty good project, Mary. As a matter of fact, I'm have to see what we can do about that. <laughs> Not going to be here, but maybe we can see what we can do about that next year. Well. Uh, I interviewed a lady oh some time ago. We were talking about Garfield County, mm-hmm. and you know it extends all over the country for that matter. Oh yes, so almost to the Utah line. Yes, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, "Well, years ago, they turned a goat loose. Then they turned the dog loose, and he chased the goat. <laughs> and in order to get the goat back, they went all over the place, and that became Garfield County." <laughs> <laughs> I've not heard that. I'm going to go ahead and so, tell Ray that one. That's <laughs> that so, is a, that is a good one. Anyway, I appreciate you coming, Judy. Oh, I have, It's been a privilege for to me you. to be here, Mary. I just and uh, uh, we will see enjoy. you on December the tenth. Yes, good. And, and uh, I hope we see many, many of our listening audience at uh, at the courthouse between four and seven. It's um, we're just going to have a nice time and and. Ray's just real special. Then come back as often as you can after you have gone away. Thank you. I will.
Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit carbondalehistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at carbondalehistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.